Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You prayed and believed your whole life. And here you are. Explain that to me. What do you say to people that are offended by your show because you pray to Jesus in every episode. If we disown him, he'll disown us. When a 12-year-old watches his mother dying of cancer, a God who would allow that is not worth believing in. Life is really a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury and signifying nothing. Pure Flix presents God's Not Dead. Hello. We've got so many credit sequences to go through. You could have used that as the reveal. A freestyle releasing production. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really yes and myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm going to be having a few of these little coughs to begin with, and then oh, I'll yeah. be right as rain. Okay, very good. I like that you scheduled them in at the top. Yeah. Uh, hello. Welcome along, Patreon subscribers, to a director's commentary of... Uh, God's Not Dead, presented by myself, Guy Montgomery. And myself, Tim Bat. We're taking a departure for another statement-oriented title film, We Are Your Friends, to mm. this statement-titled film, God's Not Dead. Yeah. The and emphasis is all wrong, eh, when I say it like that. God's Not Dead. God's Not Dead. God's Not Dead. God's Not Dead. Who's Not Dead? God's Not Dead. No, he's still with us. And if you check in with uh, the film God's Not Dead, you'll see he's... His spirit lives uh, well and true in the body of this genial white gentleman who is strolling the university campus with his girlfriend. I love that effect. Such a good psych out at the start. The credit sequence that says God's dead and then like some sort of street graffiti artist spray painted not in the middle of those words. Um, ordinarily, we would rope in the director and writer and or producer of the film, but we couldn't get them at such short notice unfortunately so you've got old tim bone guy guy filling in yeah for this special audio <laughs> and can event. i uh, can i say to those of you who who chose this film thank you so much it is um well this is the second time i'm gonna have seen it recently and i don't mind it at all yeah yeah i'm not dreading this one but i mean <laughs> there's so much fun to be had if you're watching along which i mean you, uh, there's, there's no real need to. There's I no right suggest. or wrong way to do it, but it is. It's just a very silly movie with a point to to make. 
Yeah, the point is God's not dead. So if you've seen the movie poster, then you're probably oh, halfway but the, there. Yeah, and if you're looking at the movie now, there's a young woman in a niqab uh, and her traditional Muslim stereotype of a father driving her to university. Yeah. Uh, and if you're wondering whether or not Allah is or is not dead uh, in the world of this film, God's not dead. We're not going to address that. No. But if we were, yeah, we would say, well, actually, that would be a spoiler if we said it so early. But uh, rest, rest assured, that question is answered later on in the is film. Is it? Yeah. Okay. When the young Muslim girl renounces her faith for Christianity. Oh, we are getting ahead of oneself, <laughs> yeah. aren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <coughs> oh, man. So, look. There's a lot to like about this film, and there's no real need to be watching the film while you're listening to this, because we're going to give you all of the information you need to know. Um, In the first opening moments of this flick, we're going to hear the entirety of a Newsboys song, uh, a Christian rock band who we're going to see referenced both visually and out loud many times. And then we get to meet them later on in the movie. In fact, if this is a vehicle for anything, I wouldn't say it's for Christianity. I would say it is specifically for that Christian rock band, the Newsboys, who hail from Australia, our cousins to the northwest. Yeah, that's all fair. And for those of you who are curious as to the plight of the young Muslim woman who I mentioned earlier on in the director's commentary, she's removed her niqab as soon as she she stepped onto campus here at Hadley University. How'd you get the name of the university? They wrote it down on a sign. God, that's useful. And they got it in, in shot. Excuse my blaspheming. So now we've got our film's hero, and I think his name's Josh, all-American boy with an all-Christian haircut. I went and got my haircut cut in between the first and second watches of this film because I looked at Josh and I was like, I'm getting dangerously close to that boy's haircut because I haven't had a trim in a while. So I went out, rushed out, got a hair. You won't believe me, but this is 100% true. Got a haircut. Um, for this audio, event. I didn't know. I didn't know that the reasoning behind the haircut was you're afraid that you were. That, that probably, if you're worried that you are picking up on characteristics, either physical or mental, of the characters from this film, does that not suggest that maybe the message got through to you and you're renounced? You're afraid. The wrong message got through to me. I'm running away from the intended message. It's the same reason I got engaged. We were watching We Are Your Friends so much. I was like, I've got to do the opposite of what these guys are doing. <laughs> you got it. That's a uh, <laughs> quick shout out to my fiance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a great foundation <laughs> for a long and loving marriage. <laughs> You're a charmer from the old school Tibet, and I love the shit out of you for it. <laughs> We've been introduced to um, so such many a diverse cast. We've got a Chinese guy also who never jokes fa- about anything. Uh, can you please just go back quickly and pause on the shot of the bumper for no, the No, it won't tickets? work. Oh, because we've got a rental. Yeah. Tim no, 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 it'll work for that. But if people are syncing up to what we're watching, I it's see. not going to work if we... So, um, but the bumper stickers are American Humanist. Meat is Murder and, and I Heart Evolution. Yes, yeah, so you don't need uh, the pause. And this is the atheist character whose clock also isn't working. Yeah. Um, because God does not like atheists' clocks to work. She wakes up in the morning, it's flashing midnight, which means either it's half past flashing midnight or her clock's lost power through the night and her alarm didn't yeah. wake her when it should have. Or it's midday. Okay, now we're getting into what this film's really about. I'm so excited because this is the first on-screen appearance of Superman. You may know him as Dean Kane. Any uh, Maria Bamford fans will know him as being her love interest in Lady Dynamite. And, I mean, it's just so good to see Superman back on the screen reprising his role after um, more than a decade... <laughs> away from it 
and also going up against, and I'm sorry, this is a bit of a spoiler, Hercules himself. This is the battle that comic book fans have wanted to see for generations. Forget Justice League, forget Super Friends, forget whatever that Batman, Superman one was called. Batman vs. Dawn of Justice. Forget, what was the Marvel one called? The Avengers. The impact of you listing off all the movies to forget (laughs) when you've already forgotten most of the ones you're trying to remember is... uh, it's it's it it's lessens the impact. I think one's called the Enforcers or something. The one that's got Jessica Jones in it. Forget that. This is the goods. This is what we want to see. We want to see Superman versus Hercules and more son ex- of Crichton. Yeah. No. Wait. What's the planet called? Krypton. Son of Krypton versus son of Zeus. That's right. And more excitingly, it's uh, the battle plays out not through physicality and the powers uh, which they wield through their shared mythology. Yes. But um. It, but it plays out uh, philosophically. It plays out through thoughts um, and emotional actions. Through the mind. The toughest muscle of all. <laughs> I call, a lot of people call, uh, what's, the, what's the love muscle? Your dick? Well, for me, it's the mind. Oh. I, but is it, is it you your just dick? set me up for that. The love muscle. I haven't heard the term before. I would assume it's your dick. Yeah. You, that, that Maybe means, that's just reflective of my upbringing with two older brothers <laughs> and a public school education. But if someone says love muscle, I'm going straight to the genitals. Mm. And why would where, where do you go with that? Do you think heart maybe? Well, I thought because you know, but uh, people all across the gender spectrum might like to have um have a love muscle. So I thought maybe the tongue is a love mu- is the love muscle. Could but be. then I'm like, I think I'm overthinking. It. I think it's got to be a dick. <laughs> no, I like it being the tongue actually. Uh, anyway, we've most got- people have a tongue. Even yeah, Jebediah Springfield had a, had a silver one. He sure did. Everyone gets one. <laughs> Jebediah Springfield was a bad man. As so many adventurers and colonists were. Yeah. But he did deprive the good people of what eventually became Shelbyville, the ability to marry their cousins. <laughs> we now return to the plight of our hero, a young Christian man who is about to come up against the weight of the intellect possessed by Young Hercules, a man who has renounced Christianity to become an atheist uh, on account of probably a quibble with his father, Zeus, I guess. Yeah, that would be the natural conclusion to draw from you seeing Kevin Sorbo on the screen, where he fucking belongs, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Look at that hairline. Look at that facial hair. Look at the jaw. Take it in. Can I say this? One of the most satisfying elements of Kevin Sorbo's performance in this movie, God's Not Dead, is that... He is uh, uh, he's a very Christian man in real life himself, right? So he's obviously, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I, you keep look, saying it as I've, if it's true. I've looked it up on Wikipedia in between okay. saying it's true and reconfirming it's true. Right. And so he he knows, because the character he plays is a very smug atheist, ph- like atheist philosophy professor. A right old 4chan poster of <laughs> exactly. man. Exactly. He starts to move by reading with a bit like off the very clean handwriting of like an 11-year-old, very neat 11-year-old handwriting, a list of philosophers. Uh, all who he reveals to be atheist. And so he just relishes the role of playing smug atheist professor. And you can tell he relishes it because he knows full well that he's Trojan horsing the, the message of Christianity inside of his role. Yeah. And it's so nice to see someone having that much fun on screen. Um, it's, it's it's kind of his version of being able to play a villain, right? For most people undertaking this role, they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. The character's an atheist, you got it, no problem. That's cool, he's smug, okay, got it. 
But in this case, it's like the equivalent of um, someone who beats people up, you know, if you're a pacifist. Yeah. It's like, yo, I'll, I'll undertake that. I'll be the villain. I'll be your villain, said Kevin Sorbo, knowing full well that he was a small cog in the machine of a Christian, I don't want to say propaganda movie, but it's it not is the a- most skillful <laughs> storytelling to prove a point I've ever seen. But that being said, I tell you what, Guy brought this up on our first watch. This is a movie with a point, which makes a refreshing departure Absolutely. from the films we normally have to digest. And I will take this opportunity to reaffirm our thanks to our Patreon people for picking this film for us. Undoubtedly. So here we have uh, Kevin Sorbo laboring over the fact that uh, several philosophers who are quite well known are atheists. Um, he's about to make everyone, and this is where the movie gets its title from, his challenge to the class is to get everyone to write down on a piece of paper, God is dead. God's not. Oh, yeah, God is dead. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. You got me. Uh, and sign their name so that once everyone in the class agrees. Mm. Uh, he has to have unanimous consent from the students to just gloss over that bit of the curriculum where they talk about if religion's valid or not. Exactly. So he's like, if everyone could just sign this bit of paper, we can get on to the goods. Exactly. And now we meet yet more characters. This movie, what it likes to do early up is just lob a lot of different people at you, you know, as though their stories aren't going to overlap, as though it's they're a, just... It's a real hallmark of films that we seem to watch, eh? Just like, here's a guy. Okay, don't pay too much attention because here's yeah. another guy. They here's could, another guy. You know what's a good movie? Whiplash. Whiplash is a good movie. It's about three people. I watched that on the plane. Wh- recently? It was really intense. Yeah, like, oh, a little while ago. But it, the whole movie, I was leaning closer and closer and closer into my Had screen. Had you seen it before? No. Oh, yeah. what a treat. It really was. I really like the airport that they used for this film. They couldn't afford to get an actual airport. It's very clearly just the front of a small hotel lobby. Absolutely. And I don't even know if they could print a sign saying International Airport. I think they photoshopped onto some like... It's amazing what you can do with sound. If you just have the sound of a plane going overhead while you shoot in a hotel lobby, you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Okay, I see what you're doing. Um, the people we were just introduced to were Reverend Dave, I want to say. So and unimportant. I never caught the other gentleman's name, who I'm not sure what country he's from, but he's got an accent which suggests somewhere in Africa, maybe the Caribbean, but I think Africa. I would agree. Uh, and he's a missionary who's come to visit his old friend, a fellow pastor in town, and they're going to go to some theme parks somewhere in Florida. Oh, is that? I didn't even pick that up on the first watch. Is that what's going on? Yeah, that's why they're catching up. They're going to theme parks. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. They're two fully grown men. Yeah, but they just love theme parks, man. Not as much as God, though. Well, God loves theme parks. The You know that the world is just God's... They say it's just God's theme park. That would make so much sense to me. That would make an intent... Because, like, you know how we play The Sims? Yeah. That's just God. Yeah. Only he doesn't, like, gloss over all the nudie bits. Yeah, exactly. He wants to get in there. Yeah. Maybe he's got his own version of nudie bits, though, because does it ever occur to you that, like... It's weird that we're all kind of still here just driving inside the lines and not stabbing each other on the streets, even though we could. Maybe that's God's version of, like, censoring our genitals. He's put some hard and fast rules in where a few people will go hog wild, but on the whole, we all kind of follow the rules. No, because the the blanket rule on genitals in The Sims... Yeah, is universal. Yeah, there's no exceptions within it. Unless, I think some guy made a mod. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I guess it's like made genetically mud, made mud, yeah, 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 cyberkinetic cock. <laughs> Shout out to Ray Columbus, New Zealand musical icon. 
yeah. the late and great. Here's the showdown that sets the tone for the rest of the film. The Christian pupil, the atheist philosophy professor, two weighty intellects going toe-to-toe for the first of many times, all merely a red herring, a subplot in the build-up to the great battle between young Hercules versus Superman. Son of Krypton. Son of Krypton versus Son of Zeus versus Christianity versus Josh versus a Chinese gentleman who's constantly on the phone to his father who lives in a car versus Islam (laughs) versus making a movie. There are other elements. Uh, (coughs) There's lovers come and gone. There's a few women scorned in this film. Well, they're not really scorned. They're... Yeah, one of them's scorned. Scorned. <laughs> scorned. I hath scorned a woman. I hath scorned you. Um, I don't know, Tim. What did you think of watching this movie the first time around? I was in there, you know. I'm still watching it now. Kevin Sorbo does do a good job, I think, of acting in this role. Because um, the script is very... Like, you know what? This thing's watchable. Yeah, yeah. This thing's watchable, you guys. And we're coming from a pretty um funky yardstick, which is watching We Are Your Friends 43 times. But... I mean, this is still, they've got a purpose. Yeah. They're seeking to make it happen through this film. They've, they've got a point. They're trying to explore it. It's <coughs> What kind of freaks me out about it, though, is I'm fearful that this is how some Christians, particularly in America, view the world, or at least like the atheist West, that everyone is out to fucking hammer the crap out of them for their beliefs yeah. and just string them up. And make an example of them like Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. You know? Well, can't we all just get a bong? Hey, who's this guy? I'm your cool uncle, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, that's, that is classic. Cool uncle Steve. Uh, I, un- I understand why you think that, Tim. And I think the reasoning that you say is sound because they did make that, they made that exact movie. In this movie? Yeah. In I this mean, film? You're fearful of the point because the movie illustrates the point perfectly, which isn't a coincidence. Oh, okay, sorry. I may have misspoken. What I meant is, like, I'm concerned that that's how they think the world is that we live in. That that anyone who's atheist is just out to fuck you yeah. up if you're a Christian. Well, the people who made this movie clearly do think that. And this yeah. is a, a, they, they've captured that moment. Yeah, they have. They have. In the eyes of these filmmakers, if you're Christian, you're good, but you're constantly getting shat on from everyone else. If you're atheist, you're a smug sack of shit who secretly does believe in God, but you don't want to see. <laughs> if you're a woman, you're at the behest of men for most of your life. Yeah. And if you're um, Muslim, you're incorrect. <laughs> yeah, until you figure out you want to be Christian. Yeah. And can if, I say this also? Yeah. I don't know if it's, I, and I don't want to say, not all Christian relationships, but this relationship looks so shit right from the outset. Hashtag not all Christian relationships, guy, but it does look awful. They've been together for six years. This woman is perfectly cast. Like, she's such a good actor because you hate her, eh? I yeah. hate her. Let me own that. Let me <laughs> let me use I statements. I fucking hate her. She's so... um. You know, she embodies that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That kind of nagging wife <laughs> archetype. Those are the words you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just very self-righteous as well. Uh, 
she refuses and also i i like the movie's quite it's quite unnecessary the script's quite unnecessarily harsh on her she doesn't want her boyfriend to defend christianity's honor in the philosophy class because he'll risk looking like a fool and not getting his um it's yeah more that he jeopardizes his grades which kind of jeopardizes their whole future together because he wants to be a lawyer and it's it's tough you know and their portrayal oh. of this atheist journalist is that all atheist journalists are sneaky. Yeah, like sne- just an angry, conniving bitch who throws a <laughs> cell sneaky, phone the wrong yeah, way yeah. in front of everyone's sneaky, mouth. Sneaky, incompetent, and with a broken clock. Now, this dude, whose name I forget, Willie something, he's the actual guy from Duck Dynasty, because I suspected he was, so I and googled that, it. And that's it's his actual him. wife as well. Is it? Yeah. Did you look that up? Yeah. Good stuff. And he comes across in this movie looking like a dear sweet angel with a star-spangled bandana. <laughs> That's so good. He literally does have yeah. that, guys. If you could see what I can see, you'd appreciate that gag. And what more importantly, I'd like to reemphasize Tim's point that this journalist, uh, she does hold her phone face in the wrong way. <laughs> they read the dance, and you can tell that's a director's choice. Because she does it enough. every time. And her bo- the bottom half of her hand is covering the microphone, yeah. so it would be impossible for her to transcribe <laughs> any of this interview. That's so true. They're trying. To, they're planning the idea that all atheism-based blogging and journalism is shonky and made up from half-truths and lies. She runs a blog, which I think she calls The New Left. The New Left. And she keeps going, it's it's whatever my name is from The New Left here. I want to ask you some questions. She hasn't like pre-arranged yeah. any interviews. And all the Christians are always like, yeah, 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 okay. Let's hear her out. Hard out. Which is great. And I think a very charitable and Christian thing to do. Um, so they t- talk to Billy Duck <laughs> Dynasty. And she's just like, why are you murdering ducks, you unspeakable fuck? That's the other thing is that they've muddied the waters too much because that. Go, if you want to go to Christianity, that's great. If you want to go to yeah. vegetarianism, that's great as well. Or veganism, whatever it is. But like, you can't... They've split the focus here. Pick your battles. Yeah. Because they really just crowbar that in. They have a sticker on the bumper and they're like, oh, yeah, we, better, we better thread this through. And it never comes back, really, is it? Yeah. But it does make a beautiful connection between like you know Christianity and the red-blooded, beef-eaten American. Which, frankly, is what I aspire to be. That's why I am trying to get my citizenship. I like the sound of this, Mr. Bat. Yeah. You want to get over to America. Yeah. You get your feet on the ground. I've been told that if I can consume a 72-ounce steak inside two hours by myself, I will be granted citizenship. Who? In the Americas. Where Where have you come across this offer? A guy told me. A guy? On Venice. In Venice Beach in, in, Los in Angeles. California. Yeah. Did he look trustworthy? He did to me. Did he have any documentation? Like, did he have the, the, the contract which said that you'd get citizenship? He had written a lot of notes. Yeah? Yeah. Is were that they, your were question? They, were they typed up? Uh, is that the question you're asking? Were they, like, printed on? No, no. He'd written down a lot of notes that he carried around with him in a shopping bag. And did he did he articulate this point pretty clearly to you? He couldn't have been clearer. There's no opportunity for misunderstanding here. I, just don't, I, don't, I don't want you to be ripped off by a shyster, Tim. Unless... The smoking pipe that he was holding had sort of some influence on what he was saying. Can't imagine the two things are linked, but I'm no. putting two and two together here and getting four. Oh man, this is so good. This <laughs> moment, <laughs> you you take the reins, bud. Uh, I you you can grab it. I, you you relished it when we watched the film. We've got a uh, young Muslim woman who's attending this uh, university, which seems to be just infested with Christianity. <laughs> no, that's unfair. Oh, the dude's parked in the disabled spot too. That's so rough. This, I think her dad might be Syrian, maybe. 
Um, and we're, he's waiting in the car for her. She's putting her knee quite back on. So the inference is that she wears it only when he's in kind of eye line. Um, but she doesn't sort of, her faith isn't strong enough to keep it on outside of that. So she, look, she's putting herself back in her knee quab and this blonde haired blue eyed woman comes up to her. All American track star called Valerie shows up. I'm sure. You're so pretty. You don't need to wear that. <laughs> As if that's the reason why, like, all, you know, all the women who do wear niqabs in the in the Islam world, they don't the Muslim have the world, self-confidence. They're just like, oh, I look, oh, I'm having a terrible face day. I'll chuck one of these on, shall I? It's, the all it's Ameri- about modesty, man. It's the all-American solution. It's a cultural modesty from their customs and religion. It's not because they feel ugly that day. You fucking Americans. Anywho's. It's uh, kind of low hanging let, fruit. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't. Don't let, but don't let all the heavy handed uh, sort of misfires throughout this film confuse you because their their intent is pure. Yeah, their heart is true. Yeah, clear eyes, open crosses, can't convert. Yeah. And this dad, you know, he's trying his best. He's giving his daughter a speech about how he understands how hard it is yeah. for her to be a Muslim woman existing in this world. You've got to feel bad for him at this point in the movie, though, because he doesn't know that his character is not the hero of this film. Yeah, that's true. Neither do we as the audience. So we're all losing soon. I think we've got a suspicion that he might oh, not yeah, be the hero of the story. Yeah, you, and I, you and I know that. Um, but he does have a nice line in there where he says, uh, you know, I know how hard it is for you to be part of a world that you can see but not touch. Yeah. And what you'll notice the, the filmmakers are doing now is they're slowly bringing together all of the I loose I was in characters. a world that I can see but can't touch once. It was Legoland when I was a kid. Mum was like, you keep your hands to yourself. I was like, oh, but it looks so good. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. Would you have peeled bricks off or did you just want to feel the walls? Oh, I just feel everything. Yeah. It's the same, isn't it? Yeah. Now we're in a church. Yeah, so they've slowly started weaving together the stories that will play out over the two hours it takes for them to convince you that atheism's bogus. Uh, this is <laughs> alternative title of this film. <laughs> uh, and this pastor is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love to love the atheist journalist typing up a shitty interview. Oh, we glossed over that scene though. We're in a church, and Josh, our uh, man who has taken up the mantle to defend Christianity against Hercules, son of Zeus, has gone to his local pastor to seek some guidance. Um, because Kevin Sorbo, son of Zeus, has laid down a challenge. He says, Listen, mate, I'm going to give you three lessons, and if you can convince this student body that. Um, there's any validity to your Christian beliefs and that, that you know, God might exist. What is the reward? He's kind of he's kind of like, I'll forgive you or something if for he, holding up the class. If he, if he proves that he does exist. Yeah, like what is the reward for Josh? The way that uh, young Hercules sees it is this, Josh will never win. Yeah. But he's like so... He's just like, I'm going to allow you space to make your case, but I'm going but to he, shit on you every it's second It's not way. a fair debate like no, no, no. it's ridiculous it's it's for distraction it's, it's di- like a four, it's a straw man argument it's a 45 six year old college professor who also just happens to be the son of zeus debating <laughs> theology with a fucking freshman student a deeply christian freshman and his, who by the way isn't open to the idea that he could be wrong 
So both of the like both characters are wrong in their argument. Yeah, but Hercules is being a smug <laughs> son of a bitch about it. At least Josh yeah. has got some uh, but, humility. Uh, yeah. Well, the smugness qualifies his earnest conviction. God, I hope his name's Josh. I'm not getting this wrong the whole time. I tell you what, I delight in the fact that his pastor, whose name I think is Dave, he yeah. looks like a Dave. He also looks like the paddle pop lion, and also <laughs> like Chad Kroger from <laughs> Nickelback. Does look like the paddle pop lion. Battle Pot was a very good ice cream uh, on a stick. Very cheap sort of $1 option you could get. They've they got had... it in America. Do they? I think so. I'm not so sure. It's one of those... Pro- you know Chocolate straight Rainbow. 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 <laughs> That's so good. That's like an ally. <laughs> I'm a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> well, how have I not heard that before? Because it was a mistake. By the way, this is really great. So there's a poster for the Newsboys gig that's in the background here. Okay, what does it say? And if you look closely, okay. it comes into focus at one point. It says it's free entry at 7 p.m. Uh, free and 7 p.m. Oh, it does say that. Good spotting, Monty. God, you got sharp eyes. You are used to looking at backgrounds of films, eh? I really am. You are used to a film presenting, hey, this is the thing in focus in the foreground, please pay attention to this, and you disregarding those instructions. Absolutely. But he brags, so soon he'll show up to meet his, he's reading the uh, those parts of the Bible that he was told to by Pastor Dave. Pastor Paddle Pop Lion. Uh, and he's going to tell his girlfriend for their sixth year anniversary he got them tickets to this free concert. I'm just like... Doesn't she give them to him? No, he gives them to her. Oh, right. God, that's funny. Before he gets in trouble for reading too many books. It's like getting a mail order voucher for like a buy one, get one hot dog and giving it to someone as a birthday present. Like, I got you this. It's like, you didn't get me anything. This is mailbox rubbish that you've repurposed. It is Dave, Reverend Dave. He just sent him a text message. Josh did. Yeah. What did the message say? I wasn't even paying attention to it. So, like, Josh went to Reverend Dave in the church. He was like, Bol, Zeus is on my fucking ass about getting this class converted, and he's put me in charge of converting them. Give me a hand. And And Reverend Dave's like, you want to read these following passages from Scripture? And then Josh is like, the fuck, bro? That's not enough stuff. Oh, man, this is real. Yeah, this is real dramatic. This is the they start pulling at the fabric of um at the one a loose thread on the fabric of atheism here by giving the atheist character who has a love interest in Superman and a burgeoning career as an online journalist. But they're together. Let me say that. Yeah, she's Lois. She's Lois Lane. Yeah, she's a journalist (laughs) who's with Superman. Yeah, but that (laughs) that's so true. This movie is so much less interested than that than um convincing this atheist character yeah that she needs to be a christian yeah and the way they go about that yeah is they give her a can- but hey hold on we're at a doctor's office yeah we're at a doctor's <laughs> office and this doctor keeps calling her and she keeps ignoring it anyway they they give her cancer and they take away her boyfriend yeah and then she has to confront mortality they're testing her like god tested job yeah she's a regular job yeah they're illusions, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have time for my illusions. Uh, so she's just found out the bad news. Look, she's got cancer. Her reaction to that is, I don't have time for cancer, which, frankly, I can get on board with. I actually, I reckon, if someone first told me I had cancer, I didn't suspect I had cancer, I think I would have a similar reaction in the state of shock. I'd just be like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know? That's a very, I think, a very human reaction. 
I agree. This film, we want to be fair to the film. Absolutely. There are bits that I enjoy. Yeah. This this woman's back, Josh's girlfriend, and... Um, Josh is reading a book, and he's got books in the background of frame. He's, he's got books in his bag. He's got so many books, this boy. He's the most educated boy in America. America. He's going to fight Zeus's son. Zeus's son. He's the most educated <laughs> boy in, in America. America. And he's going to make... Zeus's son dumb. <laughs> yeah, didn't stick the landing <laughs> nah, on that, eh? Not at all. Anyway, his girlfriend's, uh, boom, free tickets. And she is pumped. And then they hug. And then they go, definitely not fool around. I don't even know if they kiss on the lips in this movie. No, there's a kiss on the cheek, I think, at one point. But they are very much not married. And I think we all know what that means. You wonder why their context. relationship's going off the rails. Get some fucking. Sexual tension climbing out every pore. That's true. He looks like he would. He doesn't have a pube yet. This clean-shaven Disney prince. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guy. He's got a bald eagle, baby. <laughs> this cat's got claws, everybody. Nothing on his balls either. Didn't realize we this. were jo- being joined by the ghost of Joan Rivers <laughs> over here. <laughs> well, what can I say? <laughs> Not even close. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. to Truly, the great lady. the queen of Sting. Oh, we're still in the convo, you guys. Just a heads up, everybody. Yeah, now she's pissed off he's reading books. He's like, I'm going to prove that God exists. And she's like, it's going to be humiliating and you're not going to get to be a lawyer and you're yeah. fucking up my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the cut and thrust of her argument. His argument, I think, is like, listen, I've got a moral duty as a Christian to uphold my beliefs. And hers is, just sign the fucking bit of paper. Yeah. So it's a real, if you have studied your ethical moral theory, it's a real Kant approach, Emmanuel Kant, versus... A sort of utilitarianism, which she represents. Yeah, a can, if you will. Can't. Yeah. It's a can it's can versus can't. <laughs> I you can sign the paper or yeah. I can't sign the paper. Exactly. God you good. Thank you. One of the greats, everybody. Is she gone yet? No, we're still in the convo. Uh, that's okay. How much more can we egg out? Oh, okay, they're smiling at each other again. So he's sort of slightly relented. No, she's still persuading. Oh, she's him. saying sign the stupid paper. She's and move smiling on. as a sales technique. We do have sound, but it's very quiet in our headphones. Yeah. It really very is. Very quiet. Mainly so that we don't Ooh. accidentally commit any copyright infringement. That looks like a beautiful, nourishing hug. What I wouldn't give for a, a hug like that from a couple like a, an all American Christian couple like that. Do you want both of them to hug you at the same time? So yeah. you're like a little child. I'm going to gently getting... welcome them into their embrace and then I want yeah. to get a tiny little boner. You want to get your love and muscle they'll both, out? And they'll both feel it against their leg and they'll look at me and they'll be like, what? And then I'll be <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. This is this is how humans behave, <laughs> you two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a lesson in human behavior and biology. Here's an interesting uh, plot wrinkle. Mm. Pastor Dave. Yes, is an pas- unnamed pastor. Yeah. From parts unknown. Africa? Uh this is him talking it about is. going to the theme parks, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's talking about seeing an undersea submarine. I thought they were going to a national park because they talk about parks a lot. Oh, yeah, roller coaster. Yeah, that's definitely that's the not the 16th in a biggest roller coaster. Park. He's pumped about it. Oh, uh, yeah, but they've, they've decided to give uh, Pastor Dave the character trait of not being able to start a car. <laughs> a strong offer from the <laughs> yeah. filmmakers. And they are not afraid to go back and drink from that well time and time again. That's the whole point, though. It's the only thing preventing these two from going to the theme parks is that he can't turn on a car. Yeah. They never try someone That's else turning the key. Yeah. 
They don't think about getting a bus. They don't think about getting a train or a flight. I'm pretty convinced he's doing it wrong. The other pastor never attempts to I know, the and neither either. does the other guy who shows up. They don't even call a mechanic. Yeah. I mean, there's really no helping this guy. So they, they're in his Volvo, his, his SUV Volvo. Safest car in the world, Volvo, apparently. So I gather. And he tries to turn it over. He doesn't, so he calls a rental company, and that comes. Look, we'll pick this up later because we're back. Gavin de Zeus's son, Hercules. Yeah, we're back in the lecture theatre. And I think uh, the clues in the title, everybody, these these theatres during this film really are treated as, as a, a space for lecturing. And they do, you observe this later on in the film, they don't blow their load all at once. They don't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't use that terminology. Uh, they don't, I blew myself. I blew myself <laughs> now. Uh, so the, he's not quite so secure in his arguments and he's not that confident on his first bite of the apple, right? Yeah. Beautiful stare down there by Sorbo. That is Fucking vintage Sorbo. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is quintessential Sorbo. Yeah. So now Josh fumbles around. He struggles. He is uh, watching some good Christian porn on his laptop, which he has to hide from the fellow students. No, that's not what's happening, guy. You're being disingenuous and unfair to Josh. Mm. I was going to do a gag about what Christian, what constitutes Christian porn. Oh, let's explore it. Uh, probably just regular porn, but they feel shame. So... <laughs> He now starts his first argument, which is pretty much built on the premise that um, you can't prove there's not a God, therefore there might be a God. That's right. This is his, his first foundational brick is, uh, I accept that Kevin Silbo has told you all you can't prove God, but I'm here to tell you, you can't unprove him. And it's like, well, nah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's actually not a bad starting place. And then they... You know what fascinates me most of all? There's a Lenovo notebook in this classroom that gets a lot of screen time. Why? Lenovo's probably Christian tech. They've got a lot of MacBooks, though, so it's not like they've got some exclusive deal. This is so good. So Josh sets out on doing a bunch of lectures, and what they're obviously doing is aping um, like all the atheist videos that are on YouTube that are presentations about, like, look, we've done carbon dating. We know how evolution works. The Earth is not 6,000 years old. It's 13.7 million. So this is like... The filmmaker, uh, billion, uh, the filmmakers are taking an opportunity to try and answer all those through film. Yeah, and they do they do a good job. They of do, it. they do, well look they do a job with mixed results. I would say, very mixed results. It'd be fair to say you didn't find the movie quite as persuasive as I did, though. That's true. I would say, yeah, like you're Christian now, so I guess that's absolutely yeah. true. So in that regard, yeah. And I agree with this point, <laughs> which is more or less, uh, you can't say that God doesn't exist and then say the Big Bang happened. Yeah, that is that is his central point. That is an excellent summing up, Guy Montgomery, of what Josh is just trying to articulate through his presentation. If God's not real, then why did the Big Bang happen? That's yeah. basically it. Because there was apparently nothing and then everything. And ha- what he says is he goes, that would only happen... It is the Big or, Bang or, is God's jizz, is what he says. He did. He did say that. He said, according to Genesis, God said, let there be light. And lots of famous people have said, if there was a supreme being who could create creation, that's how it would happen. Therefore, I'm right. God's real. We're back with the Paddle Pop Lion, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And he's out of um, the car park, which is good. He's got a roof over his head. Which I'm happy to he's see. He's called the rental company, uh, so he's going to just get a different car. He has not taken any steps to fix his 
supposedly broken car. I find this None. so agitating. And when you hear the sound effect as well, I've never heard a car make that. What they've clearly done in post is layer a bunch of different car not working sounds together. Yeah. So that any... any oh, and they, they're also trying to make it look like Pastor Dave, the Paddle Pop line's got a really busy uh, schedule. Yeah. So far today, yes. on the day he was going to go to the theme park, instead, now that he's in the office, he has to meet two different groups of people and have lunch with someone. Yeah, huge. And then mate. the other unnamed pastor's like, well, it sounds like you need a holiday from doing anything. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Paddle Pop line's working so hard getting those... Getting those paddle pops into the hands of kids all over the world. You know, Streets exists like all over the shop. But and it's got a different names. name everywhere. Hearts somewhere? Australia, I think. Is it Cornetto? Or are they two different companies? I think I think Streets owns Cornetto. Yeah. Cornetto. God damn, so much of this movie exists in this lecture hall. Yeah. And, like, and then there's a good like, little takedown of Richard Dawkins, which I love. You hate Richard Dawkins, eh? I don't really have an opinion on him, but I love that. I love that. Obviously, it's like one of the first because that would be the first reference point for any like um, smug entry level atheist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The thing about Dawkins is, I think, um, like Richard uh, Hick- Hitchkin. Wait, Christopher Hitchens. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. He was like a way, I think, more aggressive and full on dude, but because he didn't have that entirely. Uh, proper posh english accent that dawkins has got he got like less shit for it and because he's dead as well he, yeah, and he was kind of a cooler dude he was a bit a little bit more bill hicksian yeah he did it was he he was like a smoking drinking yeah. his main the philosoph- I think philosophical atheist he didn't think women were funny i think was his main defect he had a lot of defects, dog. He also hated Muslims. Did he? Hated Islam. Yeah, we well, hated all religions, but I think he's one of those dudes who specifically hated one. them. But I mean, hey, look, he's looked into it a lot more than I, so fuck, I don't know. Maybe he knows something I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but I tell you what, Dawkins always gets a rough time because while he's taking down the fundamental beliefs of Christianity... It sounds like he's got a stick up his ass and a toffee apple in his mouth. And yeah. it's just way easier to get madder at that dude and be like, fuck off, Poindexter. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. God is. Exactly. So on the back end of uh, of this argument being laid out by Josh, young Hercules uh, counters that Stephen Hawking exists. Uh, and that is enough to take the wind out of Joshua's sails. Uh, and that's, I mean... Yeah, they just, they they get a um, Stephen Hawking quote from something. I can't remember what it is, but then Josh accuses it of being guilty of circular logic. There's like some good attempts at, I, I know what they're up to. I get it. I get it. But... Like, you can't come away from this film not thinking it's propaganda. Because it doesn't matter what the viewpoint is they're trying to do. The way in which they do it is like, cool, anyone who's wrong, anyone who's, like, not on the side of what we're trying to prove either has cancer or is ethically bankrupt and won't visit their own mother who's suffering from dementia and uh, we're just going to fuck them up. 
Um, and we're going to just like throw a lot of straw man arguments to you literally inside a lecture hall, but we're going to do it with characters. So it sounds more like a movie and a little yeah. bit less like straight propaganda into your veins. That's the great thing about it. Also, it but has... I mean, I am of course glossing over the fact that this film is really about Zeus versus Superman because we're not quite into that bit yet because we haven't seen enough Dean Kane. No, it's, oh, this is good. This is a, a hallway confrontation it turns out that atheists have remarkably fragile egos and i guess having uh god for a dad and being a demigod yourself you'd be confronting a few um father-son issues absolutely uh it's hard not to have a complex about that and so uh hercules has pinned josh in the hallway saying straight up dude you are not going to win this argument because yeah. I am a lecturer and you are a freshman. Yeah. Hercules, by the way, he loves sophomores. He hates freshmen and then they go away for a summer and he's one of those teachers or professors who when you come back after the first year, he's like, I was just gassing you up for the first year. I'm actually a real good fun guy and we're going to be mates now. And you're like, nah, dude, you're actually an asshole. That's not how being like having relationships works. And then when you become a senior, he dates you. Yeah. This is the life cycle of... <laughs> Of Hercules right. in the it's university. It's soon to be revealed that Hercules is fucking one of his former pupils. Well, not just fucking her. I think she lives with him. I think they're together. Yeah, but he treats you like dirt. Or God, at least by does. this point in their relationship, He's he such does. a baddie, everyone. The main atheist in this film is such a baddie. There is and, a huge confrontation oh, yeah, brewing a, between Josh and his terrible Christian girlfriend. That he can't have sex with. Oh, God. Do you know how easy this would be to resolve if you guys could fuck and then have a chat afterwards? Yeah. Do you know how good the sex between these two would be if they decided to just throw it all away after this? But no. Six years, he does one thing that she disagrees with. I guess the message is that her her faith is not her faith is uh is weak. I don't know if it's weak. It's just that she doesn't have to prove anything. I'm kind of on her side in some ways when you frame it like that. Because her whole thing is just sign the fucking paper. It doesn't mean anything. You know, like, if you believe enough in your faith, then why do you need to not because sign a bit of paper? It's a, it's bigger than him. Yeah, I, I He's I He's a messenger. Yeah, he thinks he and is. And there's a, like, he's doing a disservice to all the other pupils in the classroom if he neglects his Christian duty. Ironically, I think that's called having a God complex. <laughs> like, your ego is so out of control that you think you're imbued with all this there's responsibility. There's definitely an element of this. Have. Are you kidding me? Josh is like, I'll get up in front of the, I'll fucking... Josh is Jesus, by the way. Just so we're all clear, Josh is supposed to be, he's set up to be Jesus in this film. And I don't know my biblical references well enough to tell you who Kevin Sorbo is representing. Kind of the devil based on his facial hair. But I'm sure there's someone like Pontius Pilate or something that he's actually supposed to embody. But Josh very much is supposed to, or maybe Moses, I guess. I don't know. He's like, he's a messiah. But he, the woman flocked to him and he has the most useless boner in the world. Yeah, his love muscle's not getting any... Work out. Oh, this bit makes me sad. Wait. Oh no, this isn't the bit. But this is what sets it up. So our young Muslim heroine um, is walking home. She's listening to music. She's on like, an iPod Mini. Haven't seen one of those in nah, a few it's years, not a guy. Mini. It's a it's, Nano dog. No, it's got a screen. It's a Mini, bro. I'm thinking. Of the oh wait, shuffle. No, you're right. Sorry, it is a Nano. You did right. Yeah, boy. God damn. Haven't haven't seen one of those in a while. Did yeah. It take you back seeing that. Yeah, it does. She's listening to Christian music and she's about to change it to listen to some Christian scripture. Oh, no. Uh, it'd be a real shame if someone in her family found out that she'd secretly been cheating on Allah with mm. G-O-D. Oh, say his name again. 
God. gets me. And they have set this up very pornographically. We're looking at um, her on her bed. I, I actually love how they've done this. I don't think it was 100% intentional, but her younger brother's in the house, and she's sort of babysitting him, I guess, but she just got home from school. It looks and like he's playing on a calculator, by the yeah, way. <laughs> fucking does, eh? One of those five-in-one games. And so she's on her bed, eyes closed, um, back on the bed, listening to christian scripture and they've set it up perfectly like she's watching porn and the little brother just like opens the door and comes in and catches her doing it and it's the most it's, shameful thing that could happen yeah and it's also very high stakes as we later find out it's a fucking great metaphor for masturbation though eh? listening yeah. to corinthians <laughs> well there's your, that, there's your christian porn that's what we were talking about just before oh now we know yeah it's getting that ipod so the movies the movie's not afraid to ask and answer questions which i love nano what is that? What did we decide it was? You said it was a nano. I said it was a nano. It's a nano. I trust you. Uh, and it's pretty much um, a but very just special like time to be this young woman now. I, maybe I'm being a horn dog, but it feels like all the shots of her paints are in quite a sexually suggestive light. You're absolutely right. Superman is about to reveal his true colors. Oh, boy. And they are all gold, red, and blue, baby, because he is a hero not to be trifled with. <laughs> gold, red, and blue is su- such a, a powerful statement. Because you've swapped out one of the American flag colors for gold. So it's like, he's mainly American, except when it counts, he's all about that dollar. We made it slightly better. So they're having dinner. This is um, Atheist Report. This is Lois Lane and and Superman sitting down to tuck into some five-star food. Superman, okay, Clark Kent, has been promoted to partner at his law firm. Lois Lane, diagnosed with cancer (laughs) and still with a broken clock. They both are very excited to share their news. How will it play out? Time will tell. Normally, well, except if the clock doesn't start working soon. Am I right? Then we, the, the scene will still happen, but we won't know how long it took. That's true. I don't usually laugh at people having cancer, and nor may I ever again, but um, it's just, you know, the way that this plays out is Superman says, could you not have told me another day? Could, you, could this not have waited till tomorrow? She, rightly outraged, because Lois Lane is a fiery reporter. Independent clever vivacious hungry for the truth unturning every stone for the bright shiny light of facts superman however does not believe in the concept of love he actually gives a confusing speech here i get it they're trying to paint him as a hyper capitalist and he's just like hey listen you broke the contract we had inferring that uh the contract they had is that they were going to have a great life together. She was going to be a famous blogger <laughs> and he was going to be a big shot lawyer and no one would ever get sick. Which well, so is, it's insane to me how obviously... To cap- each their own. How but- obviously capitalist he is. Like his entire core belief system runs in like contrary to everything that her blog represents. Yeah. I don't know how... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know it's how she's overlooked ethics. these ethics. Yeah. You know... All the way until now when he reveals himself to be the biggest asshole it's possible to be. But they are both united by their atheism. Do you know my thought when I watched that mm-hmm. uh, was, fuck, that sucks for her because she's going to have to pay for that bottle that's, of champagne, right? That is exactly what went through my head too. Yeah. So Superman I know walks out on the mail. not what we're supposed to be paying attention to, but he bailed and it's like, dog, that wine will not be cheap. Yeah, I'll you bet. know that's going to be expensive. And you're on a blogger's wage. What do you make? $7 a day? Uh, and the this is a beautiful part of the movie by Pure Flix, Christian Netflix. I love the production company's called Pure Flix, where they mishandle <laughs> uh, 
diversity in the film. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's a real fumble of the ball. Uh, they introduced uh, a Chinese character who they sort of just treat as a uh, sort of uh, someone who they can filter questions through, someone that they can convert, really. Another win for the Western world as the way of Christianity convinces those from as far away as the East. The Orient. That is the right way. He's probably the most likable um, character in the film, though, actually. I've forgotten his name. But this kid is cool. And he stands up to his dad later in the film, which I'm always a fan of. I mean, so does the Muslim woman, but she will get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. I don't want to put carts before horses here. He's got comedy chops too. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like for how, his for delivery, there's a line that the Asian actor delivers where someone's like, are you joking? And I think he says, I'm serious, always. Yeah. And it's perfect timing. That, it's very oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But it's, perfect, it's a perfect performance by the actor for a line that is written for the very express purpose of communicating a cliche yeah so you got to respect his professionalism you got to respect that he took a shiny turd and turned it into gold and he's got a dope um vest on which i'm always appreciative of you don't wear any vests yourself tim not a vest man but you like people with the confidence to wear them it's not necessarily confidence it's just i find them a bit preppy i do too for myself i love this character uh, rental car driver this slash dude. aspiring amateur uh, actor. Now, he's in shit to Is the he? point where I actually thought he was a stand-up comedian. He's got an amazing voice, this guy from the rental company, and he's he's a very confident performer. Like, he's a good actor, but he yeah. seems like a character actor who's been in tons of films. He does a bit. And he's just a fucking a breath of fresh air into this very earnest film. I would happily follow him uh, away from this uh, car park Let, all the way to his audition for the role of someone in Death of a Salesman. That's right, yeah. Yeah, he reveals that he's late for an audition at one point for like a Amdram Death of a uh, Salesman production. Death of a Salesman. And it would be so much fun. It's sort of, I feel like he's a glimpse of a mighty wind. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like this dead on. You know, if we go, if we if we follow him, we're going to go all the way to the audition building. hall for waiting for Guffman. Yeah, but alas. I'd settle for best in show. You know, Christi- give him maybe a dog. you could call him the the Christian Fred Willard, which means he probably didn't get caught masturbating in a cinema. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably more likely. Fred Willard, God, I miss seeing him. I haven't seen a movie that has him in it in a while, and I miss seeing his face. He is. So good. He's so funny, hey? God damn, that guy's good. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like he was really hiding his light under a bushel in the American Pie franchise. And I get why he kept doing it, because you've got to pay the bills. No, is... Who... Oh, wait. You I'm think of Jim... Of, you think of Eugene Levy. I am. I'm confusing the two, because they're always in the same movies Fred together. Willard. But I know who Fred Willard is as well. See, I love Fred Willard. His, yeah. Everything no, he says I love him. I was thinking of him when I said I loved him. I meant it. I see. But then... I got confused with Eugene Levy with the American Pie thing. Yeah. But I think they are both in American Pie anyway, aren't they? The first one. It's possible. Anything's possible. I don't remember. Anyway. Fred, the pedal pop line got another car and it won't start either because God's testing yeah. him. That scene took about six minutes. <laughs> and uh, if you're an atheist and you're young Hercules, you also get to have the world's biggest sink in your house. Oh my God. Can I tell you about this sink, ladies and gentlemen? Think of the biggest sink you've ever seen in your life. Triple it. That's the sink we're dealing with. Also, I just realized there's a new relationship element at play. 
the uh, romantic partner of Hercules is yeah. also Superman's sister. Look. Yes. It's happening Correct. on screen right now. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. I was just trying to connect all the... Do- you know, in your head, when people are like, it's my brother's wife's cousin's dog's sister. And you're like, okay. And you're trying to map it out in your head and follow all the dots. That's what I was doing just then. The sister of the dog. The cogs were turning. Yeah. She's a real bitch. <laughs> I like Superman in this. I he, like him because he's got one of those phone cases that is also a portable charger. Oh, does he? Remember when those were all the rage? Like a, what are they called? Movie? Movie? Yeah, exactly Movie? like that. Something. Old uh, Captain Nerd, Nerdy Books is Nerdy books, carrying Josh, a Josh. stack of books. I didn't notice this before. Hey. This, this is the character from the lecture theater. Yeah, no kidding. She's one of the students. She's a librarian. Yep. And they don't have a computerized um, checkout system, which baffles me. No, they don't. Do you, we will probably be the last generation to know about that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stamp card system in like school libraries. Although unless, maybe not. Unless they deem it interesting enough to teach. How could you? <laughs> Does that mean that the Dewey Decimal System... I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) Does that mean the Dewey Decimal System will be gone? No, because that's how you order the books. Well, it's not how you order them. You order them online. (laughs) (laughs) We are really going (laughs) off the rails here. A lot of dad jokes. Uh, We're almost an hour into the film now. That's a good feeling because it does go on. I know I said I enjoyed it at the start and I did, but it's just a long time to be in the company of... The argument, the shine wears off a little bit, I guess. Mina is the woman's name who is Hercules' girlfriend, the student, former student. Oh, no, current? The former student, Hercules' girlfriend, Superman's sister. (laughs) What a great film title that is. It's like sister, sister, mother, wife, aunt. I get that they're trying to paint Kevin Sorbo as a dickhead, but they've leaned right into it in the script. Like, he's a... He's a fucking <laughs> He's monster. A, yeah. He, he, he takes he, all these um, opportunities to, and I'm going to screw this word up. I'm trying to add it to my lexicon more. Yeah. Uh, 
Admonish? Admonish, yeah, admonish is good. Where's the B and where's the D in that word? There's no B. Admonish. Admonish, is that the word? Okay. He admonishes her publicly in front of all her, um, you know, professors because they're his mates because he's a professor at a dinner party. (laughs) Sorry, that hasn't happened yet. I apologize. Do you know what, Tim? There's almost almost an element here whereby they have, they, they take away so, like they take away a lot of his social graces to the point that they almost associate all atheists with um, or, like autism. It's like all atheist people are slightly yes. autistic. Yes, and they even, I think... Because they do it with the journalist as well. They don't... Yeah, that's true. Every, like, actual atheist in this film... Everyone else is a pawn, an agnostic <laughs> pawn to be won <laughs> by either side. <laughs> Every student in the lecture hall is a prize for whoever can... Uh, present the strongest argument but they're just pawns in this chessboard of the devil versus god yeah there was and a flying shot just before that was quite nice oh that's cool top man. right corner i did have something i was going to say it's gone uh, now sorry it was a good really derailed your train no thought. no that's okay it's my excitement for seeing a fly it was something about um that would Hercules be being a woman hater yeah. oh I don't, just, I don't yeah i don't know if he he's just got because we we later learned that his mother died when he was young. And I think it means he's just got sort of problems with uh with women with re- his relationships with women in general. Because it doesn't he, seem to be an issue with his interpersonal relationships generally. He's got friendships with these other professors. No, but, but they they mostly treat all, this woman like shit. They're mostly all other smug male professors, though, if you think about it. And a few like adore, and then a few ad- fawning uh woman professors oh that's the point i was going to make you're talking about how all the atheists are lumped with like no social skills whatsoever in this film because that the one of the final arguments also she was cutting her carrots long ways and and like yeah in a real weird order fucking weird um one of the final arguments josh makes is is that that old goody uh if you don't have god then what are you answerable to how can you have morals if you don't have god which i've always (laughs) Always had trouble with, but never to fear because our favourite car rental dude yeah. is back. Well, we are, we can look forward to uh, discussing that argument in a moment soon to soon to be with us. See you guys on Patreon when you picked this film. You were like Tim and Guy are going to have a lot of fun with this, but shame, guys, we've leaned into the film's intent and we're discussing. I think it's quite nice. It makes for a, a pleasant change in uh, analysis for me. Don't tell me this guy's going to fuck up a car again. Hey, dude, I've got bad news for you. Can you hear that? It just seems so unlikely that it would happen three times I know, across 24 hours. But when you're a lion and His you don't fa- have opposable thumbs. You can tell that he's no good at studying cars because he's equally as confused and flustered every single time. Mm. This is uh, So this is probably when the movie really starts to get a little heavy-handed in suggesting that atheists are not goodies. I'm so bored. This movie's boring on a second watch. Yeah, it's got another hour to go. Good God. <laughs> I'm feeling really sleepy and bored. No, nah, it's all right, man. If you can enjoy Hercules' version of socializing right now, he is bragging that he's tricked a student into trying to convince his... It's so good. I love how good he feels. About fucking up a first year student. <laughs> first day student. It's like, this piece of shit, <laughs> I am going to wipe the goddamn floor with him. You're not even going to be able to recognize him as a human being once I'm done with this dude. I'm going to tear him several assholes that did not exist prior. He spits while uh, swilling his red wine. So good. And I love. 
I love this uh, smattering of people around the house. Yeah, it's quite, of, an, it's quite an awkward layout, eh? It's so odd. This is not how dinner parties happen. You don't have people in the hallway just so you got someone behind no, Mina you don't, and shot. You don't have people, you know, balancing the shot at, at dinner parties. It's strewing. socializing. Also, I think the optimum number is 12, I think, for have a you, small gathering. Have you looked into this? I read it somewhere. 12 means that uh, there's enough people that they can break into separate factions of conversation and anything less, it puts too much pressure on the speaker to engage the entire floor. 12 is so many though. And But here they've got, I think, one, two, they've got eight, including the partner. They've got nine. Oh, this is so good. Subtitles. I've tested out of several classes, including math and chemistry, but in one of my required classes, Introduction to Philosophy, there seems to be a lot of talk about God, the Chinese character explains to his father who lives in a car. God? The father replies. Why God? There is a lot of argument as to whether he exists, replies the child. What does your professor say, says the dad. He's very certain that God doesn't exist, says the child. Then it's simple, says dad. God does not exist. Thereby demonstrating this filmmaker's um, point. You know, there's some uh, credibility to it. I assume uh, that he's trying to paint that Chinese stereotype that they're all blind authoritarians. I don't know if you're an authoritarian if you follow authority. Maybe you're not. Maybe that's the wrong word. Uh, but you, you follow it and earn the right to dole it out, as as told by that. As told by Ginger. Yeah, which is... <laughs> Lois Lane. <laughs> She's I, a redhead, everybody. You don't yeah. know that because we didn't give you that information. We thought it was unnecessary detail. And now... Oh, yeah, this is fucked so, up. So, uh, Kevin Sorbo's partner forgot to take a bottle of wine out of the boot of the car for a day and then the refined palates of all these smug alcohol-drinking... Sons of bitches from the uni, the DNA crowd, drugs and alcohol. <laughs> That's funny too because they're all creationists. Yeah, good gag, guy. Not mine, I don't think. He then quotes the Latin uh, phrase, which I can't remember what it is, but the English is "Know thyself," particularly yeah. your limitations. And then dear. everyone at the table gets it except for his loving partner, who's prepared a delicious cock or vin for the table. Everyone laughs at her and then realize, uh oh. <laughs> Was that rude? We don't understand. And his ass is on the way to getting dumped. It's fucked up, man. You don't, as you said in the first watch, don't roast your partner in front of your mates. No. It's a recipe for disaster. That doesn't make any sense to me. So we're sort of at the point now, the midway point of the film, which is when um, Lois Lane decides to potentially renounce her. Oh, no, she... She tries to maintain her <coughs> her anti-Christian stance. See, you're getting sleepy now too, aren't you? Look at you. No, I'm just trying to remember eyes. the details. She's getting an MRI at the moment. And for some reason, <laughs> they've got this exchange where the nurse is like, you wearing any metal? If you are, this machine will rip it clean out of your body. <laughs> She's just like, okay, sweet as. Yeah, they're trying to show that... Um, the loneliness and atheism is what they're trying to... And also that, uh, you know, Christi- Christianity doesn't immediately exclude the use and application of modern science. Well, she's not Christian, though. She's atheist. Yeah. But they still respect the, the, the results of the scan. Who's they? What are you the talking filmmakers. about? The filmmakers. Oh, God, you're going broad. Okay, yeah, sure. Oh, that's... Oh. It's not on screen for long enough, nor do I care enough to get into it. Josh is delivering a Stephen Hawking quote he found to rip down. 
I don't know. What's it all for, though? You know, no one saw this movie. I was trying so fucking hard to rent this, you guys. Last night, I will confess my original search may not have been the most legal, and I didn't find a reputable site from which to obtain it. So then I was like, fine, I guess I'll pay for it. So I tried to get it on Google Movies, and uh, New Zealand is not a region that they have negotiated a fair price for this uh, movie for, so it's not available here in my home. And then I went to, oh, what's going on there? Oh, that's me, sorry. Uh, Netflix, and it's not on there. And I went to one other place. I can't remember where it was not there. I was like, fine, I'll go to iTunes. Went to iTunes. Do you know how fucking hard it is to order a movie off iTunes sometimes? It's real hard. It's all this weird shit about authorizing your computer, and then you just try it a bunch of times and it doesn't work for no reason, and then suddenly one time it does. Yeah, I've had trouble with it before as well. You've rented this film twice, I understand. Yeah, Tim. I think I've paid for the rental a couple of times now. But the interesting thing is, when I tried... Oh, Amazon.com is the other place I tried to get it. So it's trying to get a rental from Amazon.com to stream it. And it's got 4.4 average star rating out, out of five. five. But it also has its Rotten Tomatoes rating on the same page, which was 14%, which is fantastic. So it's like, if you bought this movie... You rate it and you loved it. <laughs> yeah. But anyone else who's like a film critic or whatever, Did a not stinker. Care for it. A real stinker. Stinking up the place. What a big disgrace. Yeah. It, uh, oh, I can't remember. There was, I was, was going to make a broader point when you started explaining the, the, the struggle to rent the film. Mate, if this film's taught me anything, it's that you can't hold on to the past. you got to just keep moving forward. I'm sorry about that. Dude, what is that? It's the cable getting a bit... Miffed. Now they kind of needlessly bring two characters together. This, to me, is one of the few moments uh, amongst many where I feel like the movie is padding. Um, Pastor Dave and... What did you say this character's name is again? Mina. Mina. Uh, talking to one another about the nature of relationships and faith. And this conversation doesn't go anywhere. They can't have sex. I can't even remember this conversation taking place and I saw and the also, film a few hours ago. they are eating what looked like two of the most disgusting cheeseburgers Fuck, in the world and bad undeniably flat cola. Yeah. I mean, this place is about, oh, and the chips look cold. This place would get torn asunder on Yelp. Oh my God. Forget about it. It wouldn't even come up if I was next door to her and I had ranked give me food places by location. It would be like, do you know what, Tim? It's like two stars. Don't even... We won't even tell you about it. I don't respect Yelp, or I don't respect people who write reviews on Yelp yeah. individually, but yeah. then if I'm in a new place and I need to make a decision in a hurry, yeah. I will defer to Yelp in spite of the fact... I like Because I think the aggregate might be enough. Yeah. But I don't, individually, I don't care about any of the people who have written on Yelp, but somehow mm. I still follow... It just, just, I hear completely what you're saying, dude. It's crazy. Isn't it? Same with TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. Probably use TripAdvisor more than Yelp, actually. I wonder if there's a microphone you can kind of swallow or you just sort of keep it inside your mouth, like put it on the roof of your mouth or something. You probably just get a lot of... Which I hate yeah, hearing. Yeah, terrible noise. God, I hate hearing that shit on a mic. You can hear it a lot on like uh, NPR podcasts. If you listen for it, you can always hear their mouth going... Because they use very sensitive microphones and it... I think I've got that thing. Yeah, you do. Myas, myasphonia. Think, well, now that you've offered, you've made that offer to so, you like you've just given so many other people a problem. Mm. It's preferable to not have that consideration or listen for it. But I'm you've so suggested. sorry, I've ruined it. Just but, like I've told you that Chair Kroger is the paddle pop lion. Yeah, an interesting fusion. 
Is that how you say his name? Uh, Kroger? Chad Kroger and Avril Levine still together? I don't think so. <laughs> Quite keen to Google if they are, but everything's in flight mode. Darn tootin'. Oh boy, now we're talking about evolution. Josh has the helm in the lecture hall. Yeah, what's what's his argument against evolution? So this one is, um, he goes, Charles Darwin, when he was discovering evolution, said nature does not jump. So what he's basically saying is like there's a progression that goes roughly evenly distributed in terms of the yeah. changes that we see. But I think what Josh then goes to talk about is one of the, there's like these different periods where there's an explosion of, growth of organisms or in changes yeah. conveniently forgetting that certain environmental factors will happen where it's like hey awesome there's enough oxygen and the temperature's good let's all grow heaps he just doesn't even mention that that's a possibility he's like do you know what's more likely charles darwin represents the totality and absolutism of atheism and so when he says nature does not jump and then we see some features in the fossil record that there was an explosion of growth Therefore, God exists. It's like, no, dude. Those two it's things it's, are disparate. It's applying the bullheaded Christian philosophy of um, creationism onto the op- opposing argument, it's right? It's kind of true, yeah. Yeah. It's like, there, listen, is no, there is no space for nuance. To each, to each their own. If that's what you want to believe, that's all good. I'm just saying the particular argument he goes with hasn't, hasn't got this, this young, skinny lad convinced. Not I yet. got asked today if I consider myself a lad. And I said, not in a thousand years do I consider myself a lad. Was that in an interview? Yeah, it was For in the an talk interview. show banter? Yeah. Cause he Can said, you tell see me where he got the question from? Absolutely. He was like, I'm, I'm going to host a TV show called Banter. And he said, tell me about that title, which is a point of contention because I fucking hate the name, but I'm not allowed to say that in interviews because I asked the people who are making the show. And they're like, please refrain from telling people that you fucking hate the name and tried to get it changed. So... Um, I have somewhat. That puts you in a bit of a tight spot. You've just said it here, but to, oh no, these are pals. Release. No, these are pals. These are all, you listening. You're all good. We're mates. We go back ages. You give me money. <laughs> You've helped me out. You know, we're in a big good. way. We're all good. Oh, and here's a great slow clap scene. Oh my god, Hercules is so unhappy now because Josh made a bit of headway in his arguments this time. Over the faceless He also masses. is about to reveal his, to use the Greek mythological term, uh, Achilles' heel, mm. as he confesses to the reason he doesn't believe in Christianity or God. Oh, is that this bit? I'm pretty confident. Maybe. No, I think it's later. Maybe it's now. Oh, look. Is he quite, oh, he's quoting scripture, right? Yeah. Oh, he's quoting Job. Yeah, you're right, it is this bit. And so he says, I don't believe in Christianity because my mum died when I was young. <laughs> After being pushed, needled by Josh heavily. Not, the, no, he doesn't, it, it's a confession here. This is the, this is an earnest revelation of his Achilles heel because he ta- like he's trying to use this argument to pin him to the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this wiry young Christian. Josh suplexes him. He's wiry could, and slippery. As if you could suplex the, a man with the strength of 10 men. You know? It's not going to happen. Josh, although it does in this film, because this film is not an accurate depiction of Hercules. Foregone conclusion. That was filmed here with Kevin Sorbo, that series, in New Zealand. Nueva Zelandia. I never saw the show, I only saw the advertising materials. I believe it's where Xena, Warrior Princess came from. I think it was a spin-off from Adventures of Young Hercules, or whatever it's called. <laughs> with Dame Lucy Lawless. 
You got it. She should be a dame, eh? A great dame. National government would never make her a dame, though, because she's all about dim whales. Yeah, she loves Fuck, whales. she loves a whale. Not in the same way the Japanese love to eat whale. Entirely the opposite. Yeah, different kind. So many ways to love whales, eh? Like, I would say that I love whales, but different, again, to Lucy Lawless's and Japan's love of whales. Yeah. My, my love of whales is, like, just a faraway admiration of them as a big old animal. Yeah. You ever seen a whale? Yeah, I've seen whales before. Where did you see a whale? Uh, I've seen orcas. Yeah. In the Marlborough Sounds. Oh, in the wild? Yeah. Far out, man. Yeah. A pod? Yeah. That's dope. Seen a lot of dolphins. We get to see a few dolphins in New Zealand, and that is love always exciting. Love a bloody dolphin. Who doesn't love a dolphin? If you don't love a dolphin, you don't have a heart. Dolphins are very popular. Now, this is... Um, oh, this is harrowing. Probably one of the most problematic scenes in the movie. Uh, it is Forget re- problematic. It's just stressful to watch. Yeah, it's the, domestic abuse. The um, 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 Muslim daughter has been ratted out by her younger brother for listening to Christian scripture, aka Christian porn, and her traditional father is none too pleased he's, with this news. He strikes her upon the face, not once but twice, I believe, and then boots her out of the house. But is it possible that he just hates Apple? Uh, it seems... I mean, any way you cut it, it's a huge overreaction. But I feel like, even though there shouldn't be a sliding scale of how upset to be, this can't be just about Apple. Well, I don't know. Some people are passionate about their products and their companies. You know, but maybe, the, maybe this guy was a real Zoom proponent. We just haven't really seen any exposition to suggest that he's a... a, a an Android user or investor. I mean... Maybe he's a Microsoft dude, though, you know? But there's just nothing to suggest that's the case. Well, it's the inference. Oh, man, i got to <laughs> tell... Have you seen uh, um, the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Oh, okay, never mind. Probably shouldn't ruin it for people listening, too. There's a moment. It's good. It's near the end. Nice one. Just sit on that. Sit on that. Oh, man, so this guy's kicked his daughter out of the house because... Um, he doesn't even really know that she was listening to scripture, right? She didn't get no, caught out. She he, just, it was just the brother. Be, yeah. Told the dad. Well, she, and the and dad she, was like, yep. She looks at, he looks at her iPod mm. and presumably sees that she's listening to it. I, like the first thing I would do would be delete everything. Yeah. And definitely. be like, nah, he's lying. He's a six-year-old boy. Of course he's lying. He's a liar. Six-year-old boy is lying. He's breaking. I'm so sorry for you to go on this. It's just hard to, hard to stay excited That's about okay. this film. Isn't uh, it? It's getting late in the day, too. Getting dark out these parts. I'll tell you that for free, ladies and gentlemen. The sun is setting. There's a beautiful golden hour moments ago, but you can't see that. The idea of the Chinese student's dad living in a car, which you put forward on our first watch, is the only thing holding me at this point. It is truly a delightful yeah. concept. And you can tell that it's starting to have an impact on his uh, grip on reality because his son just called to say... He's being persuaded to believe in God and his father said, you don't know who's listening to these phone calls. You are going to jeopardize your brother's scholarship with talk like that. Holy shit. I didn't catch that in the first or second watch. Um, Cancer-ridden Lois Lane's now at a computer um, trying to type out her feelings. And they've done this so shitly because she has to say out loud each word that she's typing. Like, just show us. Literally show us, don't tell us. Yeah. In this. Just show us the screen. 
That'll be enough. And play some sad music so we know how to feel. So we've got our emotional cue. But she doesn't have to verbalize it because you would never do that by yourself in a room. And now she freaks out and breaks her laptop. Oh, which just doesn't seem to help at I'm all. sorry. I know I should have more uh, sympathy for this character, of course, because this is, like, terrible. But they've done a great job in making me not like her. It's a good cry there, though. She's got... Uh, that spittle. Phlegm lines. Yeah. In the Can mouth. It, she goes... Yeah, she throws her head back and wails. And uh, that good bit of spit connecting the top and the bottom. I mean, if you, if you lose everything and you've got no one to turn to... What is there left? Jeebus. God. Yeah. That's what this oh, is. Oh, sorry. That was rhetorical. Uh, My apologies. No, no, no. Now You're here's right. Mina strutting in with a fuchsia top. It's a good color on here. I quite enjoy the shade. While Kevin Sorbo explains why he's destroying the freshman's argument in high school. Off the strength of this film, I would love a web series called Kevin Sorbo Explains Everything. And it's just him taking one little subject matter every day. And he sits down at a table with a cup of coffee and tells me about the thing. Have you seen the video, The Atheist's Dilemma? Is it the banana one? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah, it'd bro. be like that. <laughs> yeah, bro. I have. It's a tremendous piece of content. <laughs> truly, truly damning. Yeah. For the atheists among us. Anyway, Kevin Sorbo, it turns out uh, you can be too much of an asshole and... His partner, Mina, is saying, see you later. And he's like, I fundamentally disagree with this, which I think is trying to sort of foreshadow or suggest something in reference to him um, and his refusal to accept. Yeah, a fundamental truth. Yeah. So it's like you're being faced with overwhelming evidence that your relationship's over, but you're refusing to accept it in the same way that God exists, but you won't acknowledge it. Great metaphor, filmmakers. Yeah, I just remember uh, a saying that these guys use, Pastor Dave, an unnamed pastor, was God is good. God is good all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. God God is is good. good. It's a good bumper sticker. Yeah, it's quite a nice turn of phrase. The paddle pop lion, paddle pop lion's going to save the Muslim girl because that's what you do when you're a Christian lion. Roar like a lion, get the hey. ice cream to the Muslim girls. They put uh, roar like a lion in paperboy looks. Hot dog, man. Paperboy, newsboys, the newsboys. They're bringing the good news. Who gives a flying hoot? I Maybe guess. that's why they have that. There's so many posters and mentions of them. The news, no, you can't it's call yourself the newsmen. Oh, is that what they're called? No, you can't be called the newsman. It's too creepy. Well, it's, it just sounds like a journalist at that point, right? The newsmen. Yeah. The newsboys is like a playful playful little evangelist. These these are quite old guys. They're God certainly damn. not boys anymore. He looks so much like the paddle pop line. <laughs> it's incredible. He's got the same eye shape. You know how the paddle pop line always kind of has that sympathetic look with his yeah. eyebrows drooping like that? He's got, He's got it. He's got it's the not gift really fair to say this, but of the lion, he's got the most horrible hair hair do, hairstyle. Like, no, it's all good, bro. He's, he's like Sean Penn and dazed and confused. <laughs> he <laughs> looks what? like Spicoli. Is that his name? Sean Penn is in dazed and confused. Yeah, is it dazed and confused? What's the other or Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I don't think I've seen Fast Times. He's got a lot of face, eh? Which I'm all good with. I dig it. Yeah, I. Dig his face. And he's wearing a comfortable sweater. Yeah, that's a comfy looking oh, bit man. of polar you place. Can... Wrap me up in a bit of that. 
really tell we're on our haunches with regards to what to discuss here. Yeah, Saz. So back into the film we go. Um, the Muslim girl has come to Pastor Dave for help. She's a Muslim woman. I shouldn't keep calling her a girl. She's like 22 or something by the looks of things. And she's like, hey, listen. Listen, buddy, I'm a Christian. And uh, one thing I know about Christians, it's definitely not in the Ten Commandments to go against your father's wishes. Yeah. I've read up. <laughs> and so she's she's left home, and basically Pastor Dave is like, you've done the right thing by <laughs> completely ignoring the religion you were born into and your father's wishes as well. Come be with the flock, my child. I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, yeah. that's sort of what he was This at. standoff uh, could have used, I reckon, probably two more boners. Um just to set the scene for what guys talking about vis-a-vis love muscles we got hercules in a lift in a powerful dominating position going josh uh, going with josh in the foreground josh orders the lift and kevin sorbo's in there it's tense because he's like do i get in do i not do i get the next one no i'm gonna man up and do it and so this is the day of the final argument i i do believe bit of a homoerotic vibe and how they've set it up this movie takes place over three days. The third day is going to make his closing statements in the in the trial of Christianity. Oh, so this is the one that I have the biggest problem with. I've got small problems with all of them. But, but this, this is so this is what in it, earlier when I was saying how they don't start off too heavy handed. Yeah, this is the point you made when we watched it the first time. The scriptwriters suddenly just get super sure of themselves here yeah. and start just fucking taking shots <laughs> left, right, and center. At the beginning, through Josh as their vessel, the filmmakers are like, hey, listen, we've got a few questions about the official account of how evolution and the Big Bang happened, so maybe we should just like tuck on this thread and have a listen to this. And then by this third and final diatribe to the class, he's like, fuck atheism, yeah. fuck you, God is great. If we didn't have God, we wouldn't have morals. I'm right, you're wrong, and fuck what do you, you. What do you think about that argument, Tim? I just kind of hate it. I hate the idea that morals and ethics are predicated on you having to answer to someone in the afterlife because it completely removes, A, altruism. You can't be nice to anyone if you're just doing it for transactional reasons. And B, I actually think there is like a utility from a social point of view of being nice to people, and that is you get to live in a nicer society because you should act in a way... That you want everyone to act, which I know is the golden rule and in the Bible, but that's just because it's a good idea. They don't have um, monopoly over that concept of do unto others. Well, someone didn't ferry that message to Josh in time for this final speech. Now, the argument that Christianity makes is uh, if that first one doesn't work, it's like also if you do if you do bad stuff, um, you're gonna get locked in a furnace where the guy's <laughs> gonna butt fuck you for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, it's not for us, and I'm uh, I I. I respect the hell out of Christianity. I think it's done great things, and I think there's lots of Christians doing good things. I don't subscribe to the beliefs myself, but everyone do what you want, man. <laughs> Hold out. Josh gets I'm so... I'm more sh- of a James Reed from the feelers kind of a guy. Yeah. Um. So this is, as it turns out, much more persuasive than either of us give it credit for. It takes freaking ages. Oh, man. He Persuasiveness starts- does not equal time spent explaining. In fact, I think there's an inverse relationship to the two. If you have to c- explain your point for fucking half an hour, you know, I'm going to pay less attention to it. And here we all are paying less attention to Josh. And presumably Tim and Guy as they trudge into the hour and 23rd minute. I just wanted to see Hercules fight Superman. Was that so much to ask? And I love that they picked 
two juggernauts of the small screen, Kevin Sorbo and Dean Cain, who I think were on screen at the same time in those roles. Like, it was both in the late 90s that those shows were on. Well, this was another question I was asking. I haven't looked up all the performers in the movie, but do you think that they all are Christian? Do you th- do you mean, do you mean imagine that a Christian film would hire an all-Christian crew and cast? Possibly, eh? Because then it would surely, that would pump up Except your belief. Except the Soundies. Soundies are godless folk yeah. who will take any job they can. That's right. Cash-hungry heathens. Um I think you would though, because then you'd be all be bigging up each other. The whole time. It's like Adam Sandler exclusively hires his friends, so that everyone's <laughs> like, "Well, it doesn't matter if the movie's going to stink because we're having a good time doing it." I could understand that though, you know. Yeah, here we go. Here's here's where the filmmakers start laying the big hits on. It's it's not enough that you're teaching us to critically you're, think about religion. You're teaching anti theism. Why are you doing it, Kevin Sorbo? What happened in your life to make you so scornful of religion? And he lays a honey trap. Well, yeah. It's not really a honey trap if you badger someone. It's weird that he's going to become a lawyer, eh, this kid? He doesn't look a day over 17. He doesn't have a pube on a, on a ball. He does strike me as the kind of guy who would have just a mound with no external genitalia, like a Kendall. Do you reckon that's where the name Kendall comes from? Comes from? Here's the trap. He's he's asking, why do you hate God? Oh, yeah, that's right. Why do you hate God? Josh keeps repeating. Kevin Silva says, because he took took, everything away from me. Took everything away from me. And now he's cooked because he's played his hand. He said that he does know God exists and he is a messenger of the devil. He's agreed with the proposition that God is real to hate. Fucking gotcha there. Bitch. You sons of bitch. Yes. Yeah. And now watch as... Uh, I just want to be at the gig, man. Get me to the news boys. The news boys. Get me to the news boys at a place that's not the stable center. Because we couldn't get the rats. <laughs> Can't even sing. Uh, yeah, and it does sort of limp out now. They, they borrow a note from the Dead Pied Society. So they got super confident in what they were doing. And then they're like, fuck, we need something emphatic to sort of really push this thing over the edge. Have you seen any good movies lately? And they're like, well, there was one where a teacher was a good guy and all the, all the pupils liked him and they stood on the tables. So they're like, well, no one noticed if we steal that because in our story, the good guy is a student as well. And yay, verily. They'll stand up and say, I am Spartacus. Oh, Captain, my Captain, I am Spartacus. God is not dead. The first student, who's the Chinese guy we were talking about before, says, and then a guy called like J-Dog, I think. They call him G-Dog when G-Dog. he gets his one line earlier on in the film. Well, he calls himself G-Dog. Yeah, but the scriptwriters did it first. Uh, and then all of those bright, shining American faces stand up and announce to the world, God is in fact not dead. Kevin Sorbo is dead. I don't believe in Zeus, but I do believe in Jesus. That's right. Seems a little harsh to me. You can choose both. Choose both. Choose a big screen tally and life at your flat with a Kevin lager. Sorbo is such a sore loser he doesn't even say anything to Josh now Josh is the teacher of the first year philosophy class have you seen that which is not a life he's signed up for that's how you get the job mm. you present a central premise or thesis to a student mm-hmm. and if they disprove it to you that's the real honey trap you say I'm going to argue this with you and then if they beat you then they become the professor no 
yeah that's good but you can also be if i was kevin sorba in that situation i'd be like well done you did exactly what i wanted you to you formulated a very good argument i'm the man i'm still in control and in charge i fostered intelligent debate in my classroom yeah and just regain he's your too pr- he's too proud to be that shifty though mm, he is oh man oh is, is he taking him to see paper boys now everyone's so news boys Fuck, sorry far out oh. god damn it's hard to care about this film yeah eh? they're about to type all the loose ends but it's gonna take half an hour to happen yeah, fuck it and also oh no there's one more dramatic plot point that we've got to look forward to which really comes out of the blue real squirrel <laughs> moment yeah and you might have uh put the 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 baby before the cart there or the horse out, horse out with the now because i haven't said who or what exactly anyway we'll get to it what we're going to delve into now for the probably next eight minutes or so is starting another car because <laughs> the paddle pop lion and his friend from fars away um they want to get to those theme parks and who could blame him you know well it turns out what is preventing them from being able from being able to start a car what's preventing pastor day from being able to start a car is Apparently, he doesn't believe in God quite enough. Yeah, did I ever tell you about the time when I tried to get a Big Mac, but because I didn't have enough faith in God, I couldn't get it? No, you didn't, Tim. The story starts at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. I had a hankering. I had a hunger like I've never had. I knew I had to get to the Golden Arches and get their signature product, the Big Mac. So on I set on my toes, my tippy toes, like a T-Rex. Walking over there, all excited. Couldn't get there soon enough. Went in, said, one Big Mac, please. They said, I'm afraid we don't start serving Big Macs until 10.30 a.m., sir. I said, very well. I went away, walked around the block a few times, killed some time. Got even hungry for that sweet, sweet Big Mac. Came back into the store, said, I'll have one Big Mac, please. By this stage, it's 25 minutes to 11. Anti-meridium. I go to pay for said order, put my card down. Card says, we cannot read your card. Please swipe it. I say, okay. It says, cannot read the magnetic strip. Please insert it. I say, okay. It says, we cannot read the chip. Please swipe your card. I say, okay. And then finally, it accepts. Thank God. I punch in my account. Savings. I punch in my PIN number. That's for you to find out. And I order. Accept. Then the card declines. Not enough money to complete the transaction. And that day, I did not get a Big Mac. That's not because you don't believe in God. You don't know that. I do. That's because you didn't have enough money. Well, maybe I would have if I believed in God. God would have delivered. That's the longest way of saying you want me to buy you a Big Mac. Yeah. Superman is confronting mortality now as his mother with uh, dementia. I don't know where she's talking to him actually, but she professes a very profound quote. It's about the devil letting you have a good life because you'll have a shit afterlife um, in light of the fact that Superman's just brought up the fact. He's like, listen, I haven't, but I've been an arsehole my whole life and my life is fucking baller and you've been such a lovely, pious, moral woman and yet look at you, you like in suffering. How's that the case? And she's like, yeah, devil will let you get away with it for a bit, but you'll get fucked up in the end. Yeah, hard the F out. <laughs> A lot of uh, stuff being put forward. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Should we go to sleep? Yeah, man. Just a little nap. Pack her in, pack her up. Pa- pack her in. Pack her up, pack her in. Let me begin. Yeah, we get it. This is a movie without much sin. What I would like to see is more fucking. 
There you a go. A thousand percent more fucking. It's amazing how often the solution is uh, horn, hornier. That would be the note I would have put on the script if I this got to be just, the script editor. Oh, the, this is so good. The Hastings Center. The Hastings Center is what we think they've filmed the outside of the Staples Center in LA and they haven't got the rights to use it. So they've like changed it in post to the Hastings Center. Unless the Hastings Center exists and we're both morons. That's we're not morons for knowing of like medium to large sized cent- like event Stadia. centers throughout all of America. That's it's true. It's totally permissible. It's a good plural, eh? Study. Oh, this is so good. So Lois Lane Use a media pass to storm the green room of the band Paperboys. I'm not taking the bait. So she's she's just she's burst in there and one of the newsboys has quite rightly said, Did we schedule an interview? And she said, No, I just want to ask you some questions. She pulls out her iPhone, she holds it the wrong way. She starts throwing questions about God at them. And they're very um lovely about it well they're just like they're so they're, they're, they're so sec- secure in their faith and yeah. they're so rich that they're like well this is really no matter for us also they also appear to have led a life free of sin because none of them are nervous or squeamish at the proposition that they're about to get probed they're so likable though aren't they they're like charismatic and nice as they come they're so lovely and they're not even actors man they're musicians who got put in the film yeah these guys are or great poster boys. Funded the film for even. Christianity. Except that guy with the heavy Australian accent. He's okay, but compared to the rest of them, he's just He's the drummer, and they all kind of tease the drummer for being the drummer. Yeah, you think he's smart, and he's just the drummer. You know who was the drummer in the Beatles? Ringo. Who's still alive? Also Ringo. Checkmate. Not quite. Barely even check. <laughs> uh... This guy, yeah, it, it turns out it's that It's pretty Los- good that we've still got Paul walking among us, eh? Well, yeah. unless you believe the conspiracies. Do you believe the conspiracies? Absolutely not. But look at I, Abbey Road, man. Look I, at the cover. I love how... Sergeant Peppers. How tissue thin. facing the wrong way. Their evidence is so good. That's someone... Someone has developed that with a too much time on their hands. And so you just, cherry pick, you just cherry pick details and repeat them over and over until they get drummed into certain people. Boy, that sounds familiar. What are you talking about? I'm talking about our podcast, the worst idea of all time. We don't have a broader purpose. Also, this is a great, great moment with this. Oh, so uh, guess what? All the Christian characters are coming to the Christian fucking gig at the end of this Christian movie. We get told at the end of this movie, I'm really blowing the, the load of the big reveal. At the end of the movie, it literally tells you in text on the screen to text everyone you know in your phone, God's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. They do do that. Which just kind of, I mean, I don't mind all of it in the lead up to that, but it kind of undermines the sentiment it the whole way. It undermines it because it's the title of the film. If it was an instruction that was divorced from film promo, it would have a little bit more integrity. Yeah. But you're just texting your mates. The name of a movie. Listen, Superman versus Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Text that to a hundred of your friends and you'll be doing God's work. No, I'm just promoting your film. Kevin Sorbo is about to masturbate his heathen penis to several pieces of paper that students wrote on saying God's not dead. That's how you get the worst paper cuts. So or bad. is he? Instead, he actually reads a note penned by his mother, who was a his Christian mother, who died when he was twelve years old. Poor Kevin Sorbo, eh? Wonder what he's doing right now. Did they read out this whole letter? I don't remember. I don't care, man. 
fuck, I don't care. This is such an emotional moment and I do not give three-fifths of a shit. Do you know why? Why? Because that motherfucker's about to get rolled by a hit. Don't, 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 don't. Don't ruin it. <laughs> do you know what this voice is? This is everyone's little sister. Tim, no. Tim, guy. That's exactly. It's a one-syllable name. <laughs> stands out so much when you do it to them. My older sister is called Alice, and my little sister would go, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to add more syllables when you're having a whinge. Uh oh. The sky is falling. Kevin's and do you know who's falling with it? Who? God from the cloud Ooh, to remind shit. me he exists. Kevin Sorbo is um, trying to make peace with his Mina. Gives her a ring, but he gets the answer fine because he realizes he's done wrong. Then a newspaper clipping catches his eye, announcing that the Christian rock band, the Newsboys, are playing in town tonight. Tonight, he says, but that's tonight. And off he goes into the night. Hey, Tim, yes. is this recording d- on the... Is it deliberately called Kill Me? <laughs> oh, yeah, I changed the name of the file. <laughs> it's a Kill Me 0172. Yeah, on, on the digital recorder I'm using, everyone, to capture our voices through microphones, you can name your files different things. And I was using it on a, f- a film, sh- a TV shoot recently with Guy, and I got bored, so I called all the files Kill Me. <laughs> it was actually a. Oh, did we miss the scene where the guy comes in and he's like, can we have a moment? It's important. Oh, nah. Is that here? Oh, nah, fuck, we did. God just- damn it. Fuck, it was the best bit of the movie. Yeah. Shit, shit, shit. The so stage the manager, manager, yeah. The manager of the Newsboys pops his head in as Lois Lane comes in to fire questions at these guys and then she announces that she's got cancer and why does God exist if there's so much suffering in the world? And then the manager comes in right at that like pivotal charge moment. He goes, hey boys, you're on in five. And the Newsboys goes, you're going to have to give us a minute. This is important. He goes, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> and as he walks away, there's no information out of them. Thanks is not the correct response <laughs> to that. It's okay. Or that might be a problem. Or I'll make it work. Or something like that. But at a maximum, it's okay. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Never thank you. Thank you, boys. Thanks, boys. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Fuck, it's good. What do you think about their music, by the way? Uplifting? Oh, I've heard worse. I've heard better. But mainly, I've heard better. Because I hate it. Yeah? No, I don't hate it. It's fi- It's just, it's like this movie. It's just kind of, you know, it's not very affecting to me. Fuck, man. They picked out the stadium, though, didn't they? Yeah. There's I no they're pretty that. big. You looked them up on Wikipedia, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I they've been nominated for a lot of Christian Music Awards. And they've won something for a video. Um... They've been around for donkeys, though. I think it said they formed in, like, 85. Do you know when I formed? 87. Yeah. This band predates me. That's pretty fucking crazy. That was a good shot transition, wasn't it? Over to Kevin Silbo from the yeah. band. It's really day. weird. It starts raining for no real reason in the movie. It's because sometimes it rains, dude. Fucking hell, man. But, like, that, in the last that, shot, it was... No, hold on. That drama. <laughs> <we've got> <laughs> <laughs> There's a real shit drumstick twirl, and then... Almost completely, the camera gives the biggest shit-eating grin <laughs> you've ever seen delivered by a drummer. God, also, he wears a tie and tucks it into his shirt like a fucking dropkick. Yeah. You know it's you're going to be drumming. Rock rock. I understand, though. It's dry and then it's wet. Hercules is rolling and God's like, hey, more tests for you. Here's some rain. But it's so obviously a bucket because <laughs> it's like in one very specific spot and it stops while in shot, if you, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's pretty weak. 
Oh, you got to wait. No jaywalking. No jaywalking, bro. You Even atheists know that. So he waits. People have some pizza outside. And then out of nowhere, boom, comes... Oh, wait, 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 wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> boom. There's the bucket. That is such good, funny, cheap rain. And the pedal pop lion and the pastor are nearby at the lights. Here we go. Oh, this is the money shot, you guys. Oh, shit. I thought he, he went the red. So he actually did wait for it yeah. to, for the green. Kevin Silbo crosses, and he just got fucking annihilated by a car, you guys. Yeah. I can't express how hard that car hit him. He it went- threw him into the air. We got some kind of GoPro shot looking at his body going up like bird's eye view. We are the eagle watching Hercules being taken down by a fucking automobile, which would never happen in real life. And then he comes back onto the ground. He hits that concrete hard. Yeah, and then the two, Pastor Dave and the unnamed pastor, who also turns out to be a doctor, have a look at him. They say, you're going to die. <laughs> his ribs are crushed. Blood's going into his lungs. They just like look at him and they're like, yep, that's what's happening. They say you're going to die, but no it's one, not too late. Tell make, us you believe in God. Yeah, that's true. They convert him with his last breath. They make literally no attempt to save his life. Nah. And At, also... Or, like to the point where I think if this went to court, <laughs> especially in America, he might be culpable for like well, yeah. Also, accidental manslaughter no remorse is shown. They stand up afterwards and they're like, something beautiful happened here. Oh, you got to wait for that. Wait, wait for that to unfold. Kevin Sorbo is like with his last breath struggling to articulate why he's so pissed off at God to this pastor but then eventually gets converted successfully. I would be so fucked off if I was hit by a car and dying and some guy kept telling me to believe it. Like, I'm not dying. But in the world of the movie and like for the people who go to it, they're they're concerned about Kevin Sorbo's immortal soul. It's so rude. Try and keep me alive before you give up on me. Yeah, true, bro. It's a good point. Call an ambulance. Call, somebody call an ambulance, please. Oh, no, he does say that, actually. He says, call an ambulance. But I like that the doctor knows enough to look at the guy and instantly diagnose him as his lungs are filling up with blood. I actually thought they were going to do an emergency trachea, which is where you jab like a pen into someone's esophagus to create an airway, uh, ear, ear, what's it called? Pipe thing. Way too heavy. But they didn't do it. They too, just watch him cark it. It's too visually confronting. And also, these, it's like the rain doesn't really add that much other than the idea that it washes away your sins because everyone is getting sophic wet at this point. That's what the rain's all about, eh? Do you know that, um, Do you know what a rainbow is? A rainbow is God's promise, I think, to Noah that he won't flood the world again like you know, he did. Do you know what a rainbow is? What's that? Fucking ally, dude. Yes, dude. Yes, dog. There is a guy who plays ultimate frisbee with everyone. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, mad respect. Mad respect to the rainbows. Man, honestly, if I'm dying and there's some fucking minister leaning over me being like, say that you believe in God, tackle the shit out of them. I will, dude. I'll take that on. I'll take that feedback on board. Fuck you, man. You just killed Hercules. <laughs> but he did save his immortal soul from going to hell. That's cool. You know? No, we don't know that. He's securing the information. <laughs> that was, there's no altruism. It's like you say. This is like how you don't believe they had sex and we are your friends. No. It's so heavily implied. But this Pastor Dave mm-hmm. only did that for himself. No, the paddle pop lion does admit, like in his final breaths, he's like, sweet, God's real. Or whatever. Words to that effect. He accepts Jesus as a saviour. Yeah, and Pastor Dave does that. Why does he do that? Not for Hercules. He yeah. does it so that he knows he helped. No, he does it for Hercules, man. 
Oh, that's right. Duck Dynasty guy shows up. Yes, bro. To promote the film. Yeah. Literally to promote the film. He comes on the big screen at the Staples Center in disguise, positioned above the newsboys. He congratulates. He somehow caught wind of this bullshit fucking learning exercise that happened in three classes of a first-year philosophy paper at some small-town campus. And he's like, whoever was arguing with that philosophy lecturer... God send a car to fuck him up. He's dead now. <laughs> Everybody put your phones in the nah, air, text man. a bunch of people, and let's throw the fuck down. He does. I and then do you know what he says? He says, I've just been talking to my dad or my granddad. I can't remember who it is. I'm really sorry to do this. But will all the people of color please get out of the Staples oh Center? God. I don't even know what you're talking about. I literally, I know that there was an incident. I can't remember the particulars. Look, but I, they set Billy up from Duck Dynasty as a real good guy in this. A real straight shooter. But I tell you what, all that goodwill is eroded by the fact that he literally tells you, the film watcher, to text everyone you know the words God's Not Dead, which is the name of the film. And it is galling. Yeah. And what else is galling is that image of Billy is superimposed. There's no way that that's actually on that big screen. That is quite freaky. And then Hashtag, you could tell. Also, the, the young uh, Muslim woman who's now converted to Christianity yep. recognizes josh as the guy who argued with the philosophy lecturer and then he gets a boner and she gets a heart boner love muscle love hearts. they can't do anything about it of course they can't she's but, converted to christianity by the way i just don't know if we made that well, clear think, before <laughs> the guy from duck dynasty told everyone to te- so everyone just takes out their phones no one can dance along to the gig it's the most anti-social thing to do. Everyone take your phones for the next three minutes. We're going to text people. Yeah, he said text a hundred. He's like, hey, text a hundred people. That's reasonable. He said, everyone's got about a hundred friends. Text a hundred people. God's not dead. And they'll text a hundred people. And then it's a million people. Seems so unlikely that all the of them would text even God's not out. dead. A lot of them would be like, stop texting this number. Hard out. Or, or who does? New phone who does? That's a classic. I actually, I'm so over new phone who does. What do you mean over it? Just every version of it. I haven't seen a fresh spit on it for months now, you know? Should we try in the dying moments of this film to come up with a new new phone who does? No, because I'm giving up on it. I'm over it. Oh, God. What if we could get a real hot spin on it, though? It seems unlikely. God damn, this song is rubbish. We're both at creative lows. I resorted to some pretty borderline content moments. There are seats at this gig. <laughs> They've got chairs out. That's bullshit. There are chairs everywhere. There are rows of chairs between everyone and everyone's standing up. Oh, fucking hell. They got, We're nearly done, They everyone. got external shots of the Staples Center and then used some tiny, probably the same hotel lobby, like the hotel meeting room that they used as the airport. So it was all shot in one location. You know what, guy? If I had to go out on a limb, I'd say not our best work. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Isn't that a fair reflection of the... Um, Film? Yeah, movie magnificence. No, nah, they tried with this. They had a, like you said, they had a point. We didn't. That's true. Sad, roaring like a lion. Superman is about to do something. I can't remember what it is. What is he about to do? Text his mum? Text Mina? What no, the fuck is he doing? Oh, he received the message, God's not dead. Oh, that's right. Everyone's receiving, receiving the text. Oh, yeah, okay. So this is the fucked up bit. So, son of Zeus has been killed, everyone, by a car. Hercules is dead. They're next to him. The ambulance has arrived, but like he's dead. But Pastor Dave is not done with flouting the law. Pastor Dave receives a text message saying God's not dead. And the two pastors are fucking happy as Larry. Thick as thieves, these two are. 
just smiling, goofing off in the face of someone. Just also, shouldn't God's not dead have an apostrophe? All of these people. It did in some of them. Okay. Oh, that's nice. The yeah. whole spectrum of yeah, there we go. There's grammatical one. accuracy is re- represented. I'm pretty sure non-paddle pop line pastors rocking a goddamn Blackberry. I like the device agnosticism in this film. Mm. Real good. That is fucked up. That guy is so happy that is, that Hercules died. What did he say? He was like, it might, think of all the joy in heaven right now. Yeah. God's smiling on us because he got that text message saying God's not dead. You are literally over a dead body. You're standing over a dead body that was a person moments ago. Yeah, no matter what you think happens in the afterlife, show some goddamn respect. Yeah. Fuck. Uh. Okay, the good news is that we are mercifully close to the conclusion of this movie. This was... Um, they have to play two whole Paperboy songs, one at the start, one at the end. This was a good uh, a good test of us. Oh, here we go. Okay, so we've gone to black, and now the title text says, Join the movement. Text everyone you know. God's, God's not, not dead. dead. Neither are Tim and Guy. How about you market your own fucking movie for a change? What about that for a cool spin? But we came pretty close. God's Not Dead, the movie, was inspired by the following legal cases where university students and campus ministries were condemned for their faith. And then it lists a whole bunch of court cases. Boy, howdy, everyone. Thanks for picking it. Thanks for picking it. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been a real pleasure bringing it to you. (laughs) We'll see you again soon. You can't lie to everyone at the end. Yeah. They know. They've been here, guy. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, though. I do appreciate it. We had some moments. Yeah. Love you. Love you buggers out there. Yeah, we love all you buggers out there. We'll catch you soon, eh? Yeah, real soon. Okay, bye-bye.